A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Deckheads, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to Deckheads with your hosts, Nick and Anna. Broadcasting from the bottom of the boat, below, below deck. Ooh, I'm horny. All yacht talk all the time. I'm having a party. We're shoveling coal to keep this show afloat. I love cocaine. We're off the map in international waters. I need some drama, me. Hide that cocaine. Never. In my nose. Just so you know, I'm in an open relationship. Below deck. Woo! Below me. What? Deckhead. Nick. Hi, Anna. Hey, how are you, bud? I'm doing really great because there's nothing stressful happening. Oh, you know, same. Same. Okay, good. It's funny uh, uh, because you're moving again. Yes, I'm moving. I moved uh, about a month and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And now I'm moving again. And you know why? Coronavirus. Because you need more space. We need more space. We're both instantly uh, working from home. When we both used to work from offices. I don't think you ever worked in an office, did you? No, I just mean um, my two podcasts. Mm, okay. Okay. Currently. Uh huh. I bet you. So were I, I, in an I office. built. Well, not. I don't have a cubicle. Of course not. Do you not consider the iHeartRadio an office? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just being aggressive to be aggressive. I'm just creating yeah, content okay. left and right. I did an amazing. Amazing freestyle last night. Oh my god! It, it'll be oh, Jesus. Please off, do not mention this to our audience. Off the charts. My one promise to our audience is that no freestyling. Don't worry, Chickity no one. China, the Chinese chicken. <laughs> no one will ever hear it. It was strictly for my own fun and sanity. Oh, good. Well, that's nice. Turn yeah. turn the mics off. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm uh, so anyway. Uh, I I am broadcasting from my new in home studio. Yeah, your closet. La, 
Well, a closet implies there's clothes in here, but uh, there aren't. Okay, I see a sheet hanging. There is a sheet, and I'm sorry, I don't wear sheets as clothing, so I'm still correct. I guess so. All right, this is season right. three, episode 10, baby. Yeah, that's a good one. Let's we're, do that one. We're almost done with season three, almost. Well, that's sad. Why? Because it's such a good season. It is. And I don't know really who these season. next crew yachties are going to be, and I don't know if I'm going to like them, and I hope they're not a bunch of Danes. Well, next Next season, we're doing season one of uh, Blow Deck Mediterranean. Oh my God, you're right. I have no idea what's about to happen. It's going to be a whole new world, baby. that's for a week from now. Yeah. Right now, we've got some drama to get into, mama. Okay, so we we come back and- Is it okay if I call you mama from now on? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, great. Zach, yes? Does Zach want to be called Daddy? <laughs> yeah, feel free. Okay. Call us Thanks, Mama Daddy. and Daddy. <laughs> uh, All right. Okay. We are weird. Next. Okay. So <laughs> next. So we're back and the we're, we're back to the fire drama. So it was 2 a.m. and there was a fire in the oven. Uh, the alarm's going off. Leon is dead asleep. He's He's so... His sleep is so heavy. That it's almost like the heaviness that someone who has no, who can't feel any empathy or feelings Mm -hmm. can sleep with, you know? Sure. Like, um, you know, like a normal person, you know, that's like, you know, how I would have like a a telltale heart situation for all the the people he's killed and buried under his floorboards. Like he would, he would have some remorse. You would think, or he would hear an alarm blasting. Okay, yeah. No, I don't understand. They should probably put... Because he wasn't the only one. Emil stayed asleep. So they really need to put alarms in the bedrooms, maybe. I think they are in the bedrooms. I think it's they all over be. the boat. Like inside the cabin. Well, Emil's excuse is he jerked off so much he had nothing left in him to wake him up. Oh Leon is a serial killer, so he doesn't even hear panic. Right, right, right. Yeah, he like the sounds of someone screaming, that's like nothing to him. Yeah, it lulls him when to sleep. When there is no noise, his brain, you know, all he can hear is like the need to kill. I bet. Kill them, Leon. <laughs> I bet when he hears like shrieking or screaming or any sort of high pitched like meep, meep, meep noise, falls deeper into a sleep. It lulls Leon. him. Leon. Use the beef cheeks, Leon. It's like a nursery rhyme for him. He's like, oh, such peace in my brain. Okay. Um, Yeah, so Leon's dead asleep. Emphasis Mm -hmm. on dead. So Eddie tells Rocky to close the door of the oven because she keeps opening it and adding oxygen to the fire situation, which is like, stop opening the oven. Stop. Close the oven. You know, that old thing they used to tell you in school. Yeah, when so there's a fire, stop, close the oven. Mm-hmm. Then maybe drop and roll. Stop, close the oven. Okay. Then Captain... maybe drop and roll. Yeah. And then maybe drop and roll. What a direct song. Uh, well, it's a maybe because you know maybe you're not on fire. Yeah, that's true. 
You know, I think a lot of ki- a generation of kids grew up. If they saw a fire, they would fall on the ground and roll away. And that's <laughs> just not the fastest way to roll away. What's the fastest way to roll I away? I mean, to get away. The fastest <laughs> okay. way is to to run with your legs. Okay. <laughs> I thought you knew something about the roll technique that I wasn't aware of. You roll, and, and a lot of people roll on their sides. I roll back, you know, head over feet. That's that's the fastest way because your body is longer lengthwise. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, that's, uh, well, you know what? The facts are important. So. Facts. Captain Lee calls down. He walkies down to figure out what happened. Naturally, Rocky blames Kate. And Eddie's also like asking what happened to tell Captain Lee. And then Rocky thinks it was the trays in the oven. But they keep saying that like you normally you would take the tray out of the oven. You don't have to do that. There's trays I've never taken out of my oven. Yeah, it's never. I cook a Thanksgiving a tur- turkey in there. Extra tray? No, trays don't start fires. You know what does start fires? Tell me, Nick. Food. Yeah, dirty Oils. ovens, wet pans. You know what? What actually makes a giant mess in the oven if you don't put it on a pan? Huh? Sweet potatoes. You didn't put your sweet potatoes on a pan. No, in that up. Oh, are those regular potatoes? Sweet potatoes. Hmm. In the oven. Yeah, in this you're episode. right. I think they were regular potatoes. Because that's um that's a big thing in our house. I never put anything under the sweet potatoes, and then I get yelled at because it drips. That explains a lot. All right. Yeah, I think the pans were either wet still, as in Leon didn't dry them before putting them in there, or he didn't clean them, so there was food on them or some sort of grease on them still. <gasps> Oh, yeah. I mean, it's clear they're trying to get us to believe that Leon is dirty. And this whole episode, I keep waiting for the moment where the captain or someone like finds, you know, has the Gordon Ramsay moment mm-hmm. where they're like, they're like, look, you say this is clean. When's the last time you cleaned this? And he scoops, you know, just a handful of goop. Mm-hmm. But that moment never came. Because after no. the fire, you know, Leon comes out and, like, they show him cleaning everything. Like, he's, you know, cleaning after the fact. But yeah, nobody found any dirtiness. But I, I think, don't buy it. I think they know. I don't think they showed us, but I think they know. It was because it was, a, well, we'll get to it. It's the next yeah. day. Eddie's exhausted because he didn't sleep at all. Leon has no idea what's going on. He just walks up into the kitchen, just like, oh, what a great night to sleep. Uh, he slept through the alarm. He doesn't even seem to care about the fire. Like, uh, what's her name? Rocky's like, you know, there was a fire because Kate did this, this, and this. And Leon's like, yeah, yeah, she should have taken the pans out. Uh-huh. Huh. Okay, well, back to work. This is kind of like, you know, having a heart attack in a hospital. You know, it's like you hear heart attack. You're like, oh my God. And you're like, well, he was in the hospital, hooked up yeah. to the thing. There was a doctor in the room when it happened. Like, oh, 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 oh. I th- okay. That's kind of how this feels when you say fire. A fire on the boat? Where was it? Inside of an oven. Except he doesn't even react. Rocky's telling him, like, there was a fire last night. And Leon's like, hmm. Wait, does she not say it was in the oven right away? She does, but he does not react. Yeah. He's like, oh. Well, you know what? He, maybe he did wake up and he walked in and he's like, oh, a fire in the oven. Turn the oven off. <laughs> I don't know. He's he's shady and emotionless and that's why I don't He's shady. Him. 
So, uh, yeah, I wrote, it only would catch fire if the pans were wet or dirty, which I'm sure Leon didn't dry. Um, and that's when Leon's, like, scrubbing out the oven to hide the evidence or just clean off the burn. Mostly probably to mm-hmm. hide the evidence. Yeah, um, I guess. There's probably some DNA in there. Yeah. And then while this was all happening the night before, the guests were like, oh, no, is it because we wanted pizza? And Kate's like, no, no, no fire, nothing to worry about. You know, it's just a little smoke. No big. Everything's under control. The boat's not on fire. Everything's great. Please tip us. I love Leon. They're like, who? Oh, nothing. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Too much information. So I'm fucking Ben. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. They're like, what? Um, They're like, he's not even on the boat yet. That's later in the episode. That's what the guests say. Yeah. <laughs> so the guests finally get to go shark diving. Uh, finally. Yeah, I know. So they get to no go. No cameras down there. No. They even have any underwater cameras on this they show. Had, they had a few, but there were no sharks, apparently. Yeah. Weird. Not a lot. Well, anyway, Connie gets to pull the anchor up with a meal. Uh, apparently the anchor can be wrapped around anything because it's 200 feet of chain, which I thought was interesting. So, like, how does that work? They're just, like, very slowly pulling it up. And she's being, like, left, uh, 3 o'clock, 2 o'clock with her arm or whatever. I have no fucking idea yeah. what they were talking about. It's very I, I really don't. It's confusing. All I know is that um, Eddie was looking at Connie the way the captain looks at Eddie. Yeah. And we have... A line of succession, finally. All yeah. of these deckhands, and I've never seen Eddie look at a one of them that way. No. So Eddie asked- Well, not since Andrew. Well, no. Beautiful Andrew. No, 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 no. Eddie asks if Connie's doing it by herself, and Eddie said, and Captain Lee's like, yeah, she's ready. She can handle it. And then, yeah, Eddie gets all teary-eyed, and he's like, I'm so proud. I'm like a proud father. Connie in the anchor pool. Oh, my God. Wow, another good performance. Thank you. And (laughs) Captain Lee's like, um, Eddie, we just got to get through the day. And then we're going to interview every single person who ever existed. And we're going to get down to what really happened. The facts, Eddie. Captain Lee has a very uh, Kennedy vibe to him. Oh, was that a Kennedy? It no. sounded more flowers for Algernon. Oh, okay. I would never do a flowers for Algernon impression, but thank oh, you. I would never do a flowers for Algernon impression. <laughs> <laughs> President Cuomo. Okay. Okay. No one finds that funny but us. <laughs> um yeah, okay, so there, he's holding his, um, Captain Lee's holding his uh, uh, questioning sessions. Uh, Kate says the pizza was still frozen. The fire started because Leon hasn't cleaned out the oven, basically. Uh, but she doesn't say Leon by name. She actually just says, like, the oven was dirty, so it couldn't have been because the Because the chef who, oh, I just can't remember who that is. I well, probably love him. Well, that's the thing. She doesn't blame anyone. She just strictly gives the facts, which is all Captain Lee wants. He just wants the mm-hmm. facts. He doesn't want to know your opinion on it. She says, mm-hmm. was the pizza burnt? No, pizza was still frozen. So it couldn't have been mm-hmm. the pizza that caught fire. So something in the oven re- outside of the pizza that started the fire. Uh, Captain Lee says he's going to uh, make the guest's birthday a memorial. Memor- mem- 
a memorial, a memorable one. So in order to get them off the boat so he can do all this, he uh, offers to buy the main charter a birthday lunch. So they like send them to the island to like uh, get out of there. And so they go shark diving. Uh, and then the, the women ask to go to the beach instead. Mm-hmm. The women say, I got to put my sexiest little sarong on yeah. so I can go hang out with my one female friend. Yeah, and so Amy makes them to go Bloody Marys, and then Connie Which takes was, them. They didn't ask for that. I thought that was Are you kidding? great service. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, that's wonderful. That was wonderful. What a great thing to think of, because that is exactly the way that I live my life. I have, I, get, I go to Costco, and I buy those Chinette um, disposable cups with the plastic tops, you know, like coffee cups. Yeah. And, you know, if I'm at my house and we need to scooch, I just pour it into there. Chinette. Oh, Chinette. That's a brand. Yes. Well, thanks for being on the lookout for my horrible racism. (laughs) I didn't know what you said. Uh, I get them and I take them on the road, um, you know, while I'm driving. Anyway, next. Okay, Nick, don't tell people you drink and drive. (laughs) No, I walk there to the car. Lyra drives. All right. Okay. What is going on? All right. So, um, don't see what I mean. Every time you say something problematic, Zach gets excited. (laughs) He he really is steering the show into one direction. Yeah. You say you light up the room like nobody else. Is that a One Direction song? The way that you, yes, makes me overwhelmed. I don't know. Oh, oh, that's what makes you beautiful. All right. So Captain Lee starts filling out an incident report. Um, Rocky wants to blame Kate so bad, keeps saying Kate sucks and treats Leon poorly. And Captain Lee's like, I don't care. Give me the goddamn facts. I don't care how you feel about the situation. You don't matter. Also, you're bad at your job. Um, and mm. and Captain Lee literally tells Eddie, honestly, I don't think it was any fault, anyone's fault except the dirty oven was the culprit. Grease mm. fire, baby. Shit happens. It was an oven. Move the fuck on. Not a yeah. big deal. I bet this isn't. I bet this is going to end right here and not blow up into anything bigger. Yeah, you watched the episode, right? Huh? Okay. So, um. Leon's coming to get interviewed. He's like, well, I wasn't there, so I don't need to be spoken to. And then Captain Lee's like, Are you, what the fuck? Like, it's your, there's a fire in your galley. Like, what do you mean you don't need to be spoken to? It's an incident report. Everyone needs to be spoken to. Shut the fuck up and stop being a little bitch. Um, and then he Leon's like, well, you know, those were dry pans in there. It doesn't make any sense. Why would they catch fire? Then he says Kate was drinking and that he he knows that she's been drinking because it wasn't the first time she's been drinking. And yes, Captain... I wanted right then a supercut of all the times she's been drinking, but we didn't get it because the producers are clearly on Kate's side. No, it's because she's not drinking. I don't know. D- okay, Kate. Kate's such an uptight ass. Like, there is no way she's drinking. Here's who I think drinks secretly on the boat. Everyone. No. I bet it's everyone. 
I don't nobody think so. Nobody here has like a nobody here is like an alcoholic. So I think they can have a couple of drinks at the end of the day that they hide in their cabin. They don't just like keep liquor in their cabin and then only drink it when they're off charter. Yeah. They sh- I mean you close those doors, there's no camera. It's your time. Have a cup of drinks. Take a little snooze. Uh, sleep through a fire alarm. No, what Leon is doing is making up lies, which eventually is going to shoot himself in the foot. Okay. He's trying well, to fuck got Kate opinion. over. Um, Captain Lee is not impressed. He's like, you like need to care about your galley and not be as concerned with bashing Kate. Like, Care about the fucking job you're doing. Um, then he's like, you saw Kate drink? And he's like, well, no. And he's like, okay, then why would you say that? And I agree. It's like, you are clear. You clearly just don't like Kate. Well, he didn't. He said he didn't see her last night, but he had seen her before. Which is a lie, and you know it's a lie. Who was that other guy in the room? Was that the Alex of this season? That was, yeah, the first officer. First officer, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Dan. I mean, give him a little name. I think his name's Introduce Dan. Introduce him. He's in the room. Hey, you're our first officer. Blah, blah, blah. All right, let's get going. His name's Dan. Yeah. Well, how'd you know? Because they introduced him in the first episode. And you, how'd you remember that? Because I remember everybody and everything. Wow, that is impressive. Thank wow. you. I don't remember the f- engin- chief engineer's name, though, so don't ask. All right. All right, oh, so... Well. There is now a montage of Leon being actively trashed to Kate and not trying to hide it and Kate trying to talk to Leon and then eventually giving up. And then Captain Lee fires Leon and he's like, you leave tomorrow. And Leon's like, no, I leave now. Good luck. And he just bounces. And and Captain Lee's like, you know what? That's the problem with Leon. He's always blaming someone else and never taking responsibility for himself. That's why you fire someone on a Friday. You don't mm-hmm. fire someone Monday morning. You have work to do. You let him do one more, and then you fire him. Yeah. You know what? That's actually really good advice, Nick. And we're going to take that advice, and we're going to go on a quick commercial break. Actually, I want to take a break right here. Um, so let's go on a break. My idea, starting now. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, 
further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. And we're back. I'm finally ready to be back. Okay. So let's say we're back starting now. Nick, I swear to God with you. All yes. Right. <laughs> I hate you. We should All go right. to church together sometime. Because I have a lot of things to swear at God about too. <laughs> we would never make it in church together. I don't think we'd be let in. No. They're like, we heard what you said on your podcast. And deckheads, we know what that's a reference to. We're too famous to go to churches, basically. Yeah. They'll take one yeah. look at us and be like, oh, no, these two. Mm -hmm. Fame, incredibly We're basically Howard people. Stern and Don Imus to these people. One of us is dead. It's okay. you. It's you. Okay. I'm Howard Stern because I have long hair, long curly hair. Yeah, you look more like Howard Stern. You're right. You're right. All right. So um, when you asked me to do this show, I was like, I cannot believe I'm going to co-host a show with Howard. Oh, that's Anna. Okay. Are you for real? I believe uh, you. Yeah. I'm for real. <laughs> All right. So we're back. Leon tells Rocky that he's been fired and Rocky is all drama and is like, well, if you go, I go. And then uh, Leon blames everyone but himself for the firing. Has anyone liked Kate right away in their first season? Has anyone? Mm. Did Kate and Kat know each other before last season? I don't think so. So maybe Kat's the only one that she's immediately gotten along with. I mean, Captain Lee she got along with pretty quickly. Maybe Ben. Yeah, okay. I just she's just very divisive, but the only other person in her position, zero people on earth like. So I like her. Adrian, I mean. Oh yeah. That's true. I mean so she's it's no a hard Adrian. position. I get it. I get it. She's good. I get it. I don't know. I keep going back and forth, but I get it. She's good. She's good, okay? I'm admitting <sighs> it. Do you hear that, God? Kate is good. It's me, Margaret. Kate. What? Who's Margaret? Dear God, it's me, Margaret. Oh. Dear, Hello, dear God, it's me, Margaret. Yeah. Okay. So Rocky wants out. She says that, like, 
She has no respect for Kate or Captain Lee because they fired a sociopath serial killer. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I was gonna like be like, you know what, Rocky, you're gonna get fired anyways. So stop being so crazy. And naturally, Rocky's talking to Eddie and Amy, being like, "This is fucked up. Like, whatever." Oh, and Eddie's kind of being like, "Well, they're monsters to each other. Like, they don't get along. Like, it just wasn't working." And Rocky gets so angry by um, Eddie defending Kate in a way, which he really wasn't. He was just saying it wasn't a good situation. It wasn't working out. So relax. Sometimes things don't work out, Rocky, and you can't always have your way. She takes off all her clothes and her mouth yeah! and jumps off the boat and swims away. And Captain Lee calls it an exodus. Yeah, it's not a great move. Uh, no, you don't say. You know you got to come back because you left yeah. all your stuff. Yeah. I got one time I was doing stand up and um, a guy like approached the stage and I felt very threatened because mm-hmm. he was threatening me. Oh, okay. And then uh, I said, if you come on this stage, I picked up the mic stand and I said, if you come on this stage, I'm going to hit you with this. And then he got <laughs> on stage. This is in front of a packed bar in Brooklyn. Why was he threatening you to begin with? He was drunk and just yelling, heckling me from the back. Uh-huh. And, um, and then uh, I got very dismissive of him. And then... He was like, I'm going to come on stage. And I was like, don't come on stage. And he said, he walked all the way up there. And then I picked it up and I said, if you come on the stage, I'm going to hit you. And he came on the stage and then I threw it on his foot and I <laughs> left. I just, I just walked off stage and then walked out the door right next to the stage. Here's what the door was. It was a door to the back patio. <laughs> so I couldn't go anywhere. I've like made this big show. I'm like, I'm out of here. And then I'm just on the patio alone. Here's also another element to this bar. The entire door and wall on that side of the bar was glass. So not (laughs) only was I just standing there with nowhere to go, but every audience member was looking at me. (laughs) And then so I had to just come back in. (laughs) and then go out and then the guy who had gotten on stage he was like let me talk to you outside and i said go fuck yourself (laughs) i'm not talking to you outside i will destroy you anyway there was no bartender like there was no one running this place or a bouncer no there was but here's why no one was worried about this guy he works there Oh. He's the DJ. Oh my god. And so I and I didn't know that. I came to the show right before I got up. And also that's irrelevant information to me. Yeah. I'm feeling threatened and I asked you not to come on stage. As someone who works there, if a com- like another performer asks you not to come on, you're I mean and he is a psycho and apparently he got fired the next week. Um not because of me but because he was stealing. No one was like, hey, man, don't threaten performers. Not a problem. Oh my, what's the bar name? Oh, I have no idea. It was off Wilson Avenue. It's like the 13th stop on the L into Brooklyn. Don't don't worry about it. Hmm. I just don't want anyone else to go there and feel threatened. Yeah, well, I, it's there's no way it's open right now because it's coronavirus. So it's we're oh, all you're safe. Right. That place is probably filled with the Rona. Yeah. 
There's just a bunch of spring breakers there now. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So take Nick's uh, advice and don't just leave because you'll have to come back <laughs> and everyone will have to in- watch you experience that. And she does. She's like, oh, I need my passport, apparently. Yeah. So Rocky's a spoiled money. brat. She's a spoiled brat. I didn't care for that move. I think she's nuts. Kate, sa- Kate sees and goes, oh, she forgot her mermaid tail and then just goes back to work. Uh, the guests come back. The crew are covering everything up, so they're, like, distracting them. They're like, here's some shots. Yeah, take shots. Nothing weird going on here. We didn't just have an employee go rogue and jump off the boat. Uh, nothing to see. Oh, my God. You look so great. You're so tan. Oh, my so Take a shot. Fireball? Fireball? Yeah. No, don't look over here. Come over here. Fireball? And Captain Lee says he's going to buy the guest lunch, so he uh, is like, go back to the island. And then the women come back so drunk with Connie. They're just like they rolling all over the boat. So drunk. They were foam party level drunk. Yeah. So Amy's going with the guests to lunch to keep them happy and distracted. The other boat that. So basically when Rocky jumped off and like swam away, she went to another boat and was trying to make friends with them to let them let her come on their boat. That wasn't like, their tender. It was another boat's tender. Yeah. Interesting. She's like, can I work here? Yeah. Well, it was called- like the, when CJ left and he just like ran away and there was just like a catamaran <laughs> going to his house. Well, to Newport, Rhode Island. Whatever. Is so, that where he lives? Okay. Uh, no, but he could catch a, a greyhound. Okay. He could, I'm an idiot. He could catch a greyhound home, okay? All right. Um, the other boat's called the Morning Star, and they walkie over, walkie-talkie over, and they're like, hi, we're bringing your crazy employee back. This is the Morning Star. We're bringing her back. She's insane. She actually tried to accost another person on this boat because she's out of her mind. They didn't say You know, that. when they picked her up, the Morning Star, they said, Morning Star, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Hell Yeah. Yeah. You know, because they, they kicked her out. Yeah. Right. You can't stay here. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, I haven't heard any, um, I've never seen a review like this, but I assume a lot of people think, I love Nick singing and I hope he does it more. No one's ever said it and I'm no one's ever put it in print or said it to me personally, but I really <laughs> think it's true. You know, what? Yeah? I, you know what, I've not heard anything less than joyous towards your singing. I wonder if. People are just, um, they're fine with it. When it happens, they're like, I'm okay with it, and that's fine. <laughs> I'm not mad, and I'm, and I'm not glad. I don't know, Nick. This, okay. this, this conversation has gone on longer than it needs to. All right, so. Hmm. Um, it wasn't really a conversation. It was me talking and you ignoring. <laughs> just don't have much to say about if people are reacting to your singing in a content way. Yeah, well, okay. okay. That's clear. It's never been more clear. You, your review of me talking about people's review of my singing is exactly the reviews that of people of my singing because you didn't care either way. My God, are you out of your mind right now? I may need to take a nap before we finish this episode. Yeah, I don't know what you're even talking about anymore. All right, Rocky says she came back to get her passport and her money. I don't know where she's going, but who knows? Kate says they don't got time to deal with Rocky's bullshit. They got to plan a white 
birthday party for the guests. It's a white party, not like a white person party, but it's ba- they're all white. Is Aim- that racist? To have a white party? Yeah. What's what's the origin of white parties? They're all just wearing white. Yeah, but they didn't. There's no other p- type of party like that. There's no black party. Well, it was black tie party. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay. I don't know. People just come up with themes. No purple parties. No, I guess you could if you wanted to, though. Huh. Anyway, so... I mean, I guess a green party would be like St. Patrick's Day, although there's no more white party than a St. Patrick's Day party. If you ask Am me. I right, sister? If you ask me. Am I right, sister? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hold on. Let me... I'll give you that one. Did you hear... Um, my, my favorite line of this episode was when... Oh, thank you. Sorry, I was, was when Emil said... We have a meal and no chef. But he meant um, a, a meal to eat and not his name. But he said it and it made me laugh. That's pretty good. So everyone's panicking because, again, they have no uh, chef to cook tonight. There's no food. There's a meal and no chef. Leon leaves. He left. He like got on a boat and left. And he only said goodbye to like Eddie and Emile. I respect that, though, by the way. What? That he left and he didn't cook another meal. I respect it. Because he sucks? Because fuck you. He would have made beef cheeks. Go fucking die. He would have made beef cheeks. And you know what? And the charter would say, this is the best damn meal I've ever had in my life. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Amy's getting the guests really drunk on the island at lunch. Keeps ordering them shots. Captain Lee calls in two favors while on the boat. He calls for a chef and another deckhand. Who will they be? Dun, 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 Um... Well, I do know. Okay. Uh, Rocky okay. is on the phone with her mom trying to reason her actions. Like, and then I jump, but that's cool, right? I was standing up for what I believe in, right? 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 Do you think that um, right? when, she called, when, when she called her mom, her mom was like riding a unicycle or some other weird fucking Rocky thing? No. On the other end? Okay. I think her mom so is she like she's probably also like weird parents. No, she was probably like surfing. She used to be a pro surfer, so she was just like riding a wave and answered her celly. And she's like, "Hang ten, babe, what's up?" And she's like, "Mom, I fucked up." And her mom's like, "Girl, like just adapt." While she's surfing, she answered the phone. <laughs> I mean, I assume. Damn, that's cool as hell. Or she's on like a surfing simulating machine. Okay. Weird. It's pretty weird. You said they're weirdos, so I was trying to... (laughs) That's possible. Yeah. So Kate's figuring everything out without a chef for the night. They meet the guests at the dock, and Connie is surprised... Can I ask you one thing before we get back to here? Um, How was... uh, How was Amy the waiter at their restaurant offshore? She wasn't. She was just ordering drinks and bringing them the drinks. Doesn't that what a waiter does? Uh, yeah, but I think she was just like their help. Like, so she was doing all the like. Yeah, right. I just thought it was weird. Like, why is she doing that off the boat? They don't do that. Because they're just trying to keep them distracted and wasted. I think it was like an extra effort to like not let them realize anything is wrong. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was pretty weird all too. Right. I was like, maybe she got a job. Maybe she got a part time yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, look, I uh, I have some time off, and I'd like yeah. to continue working. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe so, she's got a twin, and they just didn't mention it. Didn't yeah. fit in the episode. Jamie, Amy, and Jamie and Lamey. Mm. 
Mm-mm. Lamey's the lame one. That's uh, Kelly. Oh, you're right. <laughs> oh, remember when you said you were supposed to be named Kelly, but turns out you were actually supposed to be named Ashley. Yes, I remember. I think everyone remembers. That's filled. People talking talking about that in the reviews. Just upset. I lost that you all lied my credibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a journalist. Yeah, it's pretty weird. It's like a million little things. That book that turned out to be all lies. James and Oprah was Fry. Hurt. Yes. Oprah was so hurt. Yes, really, really destroyed Oprah. <laughs> all right. She hasn't been seen since. Yeah. So Connie's surprised the guests are all standing from all the drinking they've been doing. Uh, Rocky's crying and her parents are telling her to just suck it up and stick it out. And then Rocky goes to talk to Captain Lee. He apologizes to Captain Lee and Captain Lee has a classic Captain Lee response where he says he's not big on apologies. But I would argue Captain Lee's not big on anything except for mm. people being absolute perfectionists at their jobs, which Captain is not Captain Lee real. is not big. He's a short man. Is he? Yes. I don't know how tall I he would is. say he's roughly 4'6". Okay. You know hey, what? guys, it's me, I, Captain. I almost believed you until I realized what numbers you just said. Yeah, no, but I do think he's probably like 5'7 or something. Below hmm. average. Hmm. He's below deck. Okay. Damn. No, he's above deck. He sleeps in like a helicopter hovering above the boat. He's oh. so fucking high and mighty. Oh. <laughs> he's so high and mighty yeah so Captain Lee says he's not big on apologies he says the apology is for the person apologizing not the person being apologized to which I was kind of like hmm that's interesting made me think that makes a lot of sense yeah but also not entirely true <laughs> Does, <laughs> I think it depends on the person not actually accurate depends on the person a lot of situations yeah uh, Captain Lee says, show him you're sorry by working hard. And Rocky says she will. She's going to try and help with dinner. And then Captain Lee says, Rocky is on thin ice. And he doesn't really want to talk to her because she's annoying. And I totally understand that. So Kate and Amy yeah. are setting up the birthday party. They're just like hanging toilet paper and sheets on the walls. Rocky's confiding in Emil. And he says, stop, stop like fighting with everyone. God, Emil and Rocky are just two idiots. They're just like, God, we are so team Leon. We love Leon. It's like fools. Leon is a serial killer and you guys both live in your own world. I think they're team Leon because they don't like Kate. Yeah. Not because Leon's so fucking great. Although, and I hate that I have, I'm the only one who ever remembers this. Every single meal that has come out of Leon's kitchen has blown away everyone but the captain during that one meal where he wasn't blown away. Yeah, I don't know. I I think maybe they were blown away, like the guests are blown away because they don't eat it. Maybe they do eat a ton of food like that, but I think Captain Lee's used to like the top chefs cooking for him. No, I think Captain Lee was just being a little bitch. A little Leon hater. Well, maybe, I mean, it wasn't like insane for a tasting menu, you know, it's like... I don't know. I don't know what he was, you know, referencing. Like he had just come from Alinea, and then he's like, "Well, this isn't, you know, it's one of those top restaurants in Chicago." Oh, but it's just like you know a bonkers uh, tasting menu. Oh, yummy, yummy in my bummy. Grant Schatz. Grant Schatz. Yeah, that's the the super chef that runs Alinea. 
Oh, got it. Okay, well, this is a longer episode. Did you notice that? It was longer than normal. No, but I did. Oh, God. I, my Wi-Fi was so bad that I, could, I had to leave my old house and come here because I was watching it there and the Wi-Fi got so terrible like it would buffer like oh every 30 seconds and i had to start. it took me like two hours to watch this so i didn't notice oh well yeah. it was it was like 54 minutes without commercials versus the normal like 43 minutes oh weird yeah i guess there was okay. more in, more to cover anyway so um kate's getting everything together ordering the birthday cake the lava cake for the birthday and rocky offers to cook dinner and kate says okay she says she doesn't have a choice and whatever Rocky asks Eddie for help and he says he'll help because the last meal that she cooked the chicken was like raw in some parts. Mm. Uh, Rocky makes the worst looking salad and 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 has it all like the the plating was like absurd. There's like all these little pieces just like sticking up looking like little cacti and um, then she puts Oreo cookie crumble on it, which is absurd. And then she puts what Bren- the fu- is that a joke? It's gotta be a joke. No, I think she just thinks she's a genius, but is like not. She ain't no genius. It's Grant Ushatz. I just looked it up. Not Grant Schatz. Grant Ushatz. Okay. <laughs> uh, so if anyone out there was thinking I'm a dummy, <laughs> guess what? Only for you so are. long. You are a dummy. No, um, I learn. I'm a dummy who who has the capacity to learn. And you know who else is a dummy? Rocky, you. because she oh, puts Rocky. a tiny bit of grenadine in the oysters. Okay, what is this? What are these two things? What is the Oreos? What is the grenadine? Why do this? I understand, like, if you're a chef, you want to, like, take risks. But she is not a chef. She is cooking a gourmet dinner for billionaires once. This is her first time she's ever doing it. Maybe just hold back on the one fucking weird thing that ruins it. Yeah. I just, I hated it. Why would you do that? Why would you put it, I don't care if it, if it tastes good. I don't care. It's That's gross. not what you do. Put no. some fucking horseradish and some lemon out there and get the fuck to work. Thank you, Nick. I, you know what? Hold on. I couldn't agree further. I think she's a fucking fool. And I'm going to give you this. Out of control. Thank you. Thank you. Out of fucking control. So the guests aren't loving the oysters and they're keeping like, does anyone want my oysters? Um, The main primary is like, if you could excuse me for a second. He goes to the bathroom and pukes. And the crew is concerned that the grenadine may have made him sick. Eddie takes over because he's like, what the fuck? And Rocky's hurt because he's taking over. And she's like, what the fuck? Uh, No one likes grenadine and oysters. Nobody said that. Yeah. These people are fall down drunk. Yeah. And oysters could easily set someone who's like ready to puke over the edge. Yeah. Just because of mouthfeel. Yeah. Oyster mouthfeel is is tough. Um. (laughs) It is. I sometimes struggle to eat oysters ever, because of the yeah. mouthfeel. You ever tried to serve oysters to a child and just watch what happens? No. What happens? Me either. Oh, okay. I don't know. I was just wondering. I bet it's weird. 
So um, Kate comes in and says they have to put everything on one plate because there's not enough time and the guests are leaving that night. And then Rocky becomes like a real bitch about it. I don't get it. It's like, why does she think she can start being a bitch to Kate because Leon's gone? It's like, just fucking chill, bro. You, This is your superior. Stop being a bitch. Do as you're told. You're even lucky to be there after jumping off the boat. Yeah, well, she's done. Like, she's not going to get hired again. She's no. jumped off the boat too many damn times. Yeah. So this is, they are, uh, she she doesn't care. Yeah, they're like, just put everything on the plate. It doesn't matter. And she's like, no, it all has to go out separately. And they're like, bitch, you have no rights here. Put everything on the goddamn plate. So, um, and just Eddie put, tells... Okay, vegetables, then a steak on that, and then a chocolate cake right on top of that, mm-hmm. and then send it out, and then you can go to bed. Yeah, a little bit of rice sprinkled on top. Leon would do. A little bit of rice sprinkled on the lava cake. A little bit of rice. A little bit of uh, crumpled up chocolate Pop-Tarts. Yeah. And Eddie tells Rocky to tone it down and said he's done with her because she's nuts. And I agree, Eddie. That's the first time I agree with you. Shouldn't have ever got involved with Rocky. Uh, Kate tells uh, Rocky to calm down. The guests like the dinner. Uh, They ask to thank the chef, but Kate covers and says he's fallen ill. And then she says he has unemployment-itis. That's funny. Mm-hmm. I was like, lee, 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 lee. that's how I laugh. You laugh like that Tenacious D song? Not that aggressively. You know what, Nick? You've made We're me angry. Fucking lee. You've made me angry. We're Let's talking Captain a- Lee. Ooh, that's good. That's going to be my angry. new parody song. You made me angry. Let's take a break. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I I guess we weren't going to take a break, but I fucked up. So see you in a bit. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. And we're back. All right. Out of the... At a penalty box. Okay. Uh, Connie delivers the cake, and they um, they bring a regular cake and then lava cupcakes, but then the regular cake's all fucked up, and so they have to, like, awkwardly fix it in the kitchen, and they're hoping the guests are too drunk to notice. And the guests are like, yummy! And the guy who's never had a birthday cake gets a birthday cake for the first time in his life at the age 50. And it's melted. Yeah. But whatever, they don't It notice. looked terrible. But everyone is seeing six cakes yeah. because they're they're like f- freshmen at a at a kegger. It was the jankiest. The cake was so janky looking. It was like lopsided. It looked like the leaning tower of Pisa. I don't know what it was supposed to look. I would love to see like a uh like a cake fail like uh what it was supposed to look like and what it did look like side by side. I know. It was pretty weird. Anyway, so they have a surprise firework display um, on the back of the boat where they shoot up a bunch of fireworks for the guest birthday. Well, it's and not guests, totally a surprise because they they bought it. The guests Kate didn't buy it. it. The crew the bought it. The guests did not buy it. You are correct. Surprise. You're so right. I'm sorry. It was a surprise to the guests. I'm so guests. sorry. That is the last thing I will say this episode. Oh, my God. Okay. We really got to do something about you. So uh, the guests leave and they say they had a great time. And then the crew's like, wow, we have so little folks standing on the crew. Like everyone's fallen off. It's like flies. And Captain Lee's like, everyone clean up and get some rest. We'll have the tip meeting in the morning. And then they're back at the galley. And um, Kate- I'm sorry, you're, you're not going to say anything about that. I have to be the one who says it every Go ahead. time. Go ahead. Okay, well, it is time to take a shot. As we do every time Captain Lee does something shady with their tips. You don't what? need to you don't need to go sleep with our tips before you give them out to us tomorrow. Oh. Just why don't we open it up? We'll all count them together. You give me my fucking money and then I can go to sleep. Sorry. Nick. What? Nick, he's not stealing their money. Okay. Oh my god. Oh, sorry, I was doing a quick prayer for you. Okay, so Kate and Rocky are going at it in the galley. Uh, Rocky's being a little bitch, and and even though like Kate's trying to compliment her, and Kate's like, "You did really good tonight," and Rocky's like, "Well, I would have done better." You know, I actually do this well every time. She's just saying all this shit to be rude, and um, Kate's like, "Okay." I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. You're just kind of being intense. And then Rocky's just losing her mind. And Kate's like, I know you helped. Or not Kate. Rocky's like, I know you helped get Leon fired. I know you were behind it. Even though Kate at no point says Leon's name based on what we saw in her interview with Captain Lee. So I don't think Kate, like, 
Captain Lee's not the type of person who's going to be like, Lee, or Kate, what do you think? Captain Lee makes his own decisions. He's not going to listen to Kate. Tell your boy to fucking clean the oven. Kate gets away with so much, I don't even know what to think about it anymore. Are you kidding me? You think Kate's behind that firing of Leon? She didn't like him, but she didn't... T- like, Captain Lee would not listen to Kate if Kate was like, fire Leon. If they got along better, Leon would still be on that boat. Yes. That's a fact. No shit. I agree. Kate Kate won because Captain picked Kate. Yeah, because she runs more shit than Leon does. And Kate can actually like be like, ah, you know, this is the situation versus Leon yeah. just blames everyone else. Yeah. Rocky put it, or was it, wait, who was explaining it to Rocky? Just like, they put it best where they're like. Eddie. Uh, Eddie, yeah, because he's like, Leon is not connected to anyone. He's Kate a single entity. Charge. Kate is the focal point of the boat. Everyone yeah. like kind of revolves around her and that makes sense yeah i don't know i again captain lee makes his own decisions kate wasn't influencing him in any way rocky says that kate keeps jabbing and jabbing and kate says rocky doesn't know how to show respect to people in charge of her and then rocky's like well to get respect you need to show respect which is like no you have to show your bosses respect because they're your boss. They don't have to give a shit about you in any way. I mean, they can be nice, but a lot of bosses aren't nice. So you should be lucky. It would that... be great if they were nice. Yeah, it would be great. But unfortunately, that's not the case. You just have to listen and do your job. If you don't know how to do your job, don't take that job, dude. Take another ding, job. Ding, 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 ding. It's like Leon doesn't feel that way. Leon doesn't respect anyone. And what did you think? He literally brags about screaming at women in his kitchen until they cry. You think that's someone who cares about respecting women? No. I don't know. I think I think Rocky is so fucking out of her mind and like useless. Anyway, Kate's not impressed by Rocky and she like walks away. Uh, she doesn't try. And then when she fucks up, she bitches. That's how Rocky is. It's like, dude, get over yourself. Uh, Rocky's still being okay, a well, cunt the I, next I love morning. Her. I don't know what you need to tell I know you love her, even though you love what's wrong with this world. Rocky's still being a bitch the next morning. Everyone believes she needs to apologize because she, like, jumped off the boat and was, like, drama. Uh, Yeah. Uh, In terms of apologies needed, this is not one. Well, to the Stews, they feel You're not endangering anybody. She just jumped off the boat for a second. Yeah, but the Stews feel disrespected for her jumping off the boat when they're in the middle of a fucking charter. Well, stews are always disrespected, so get used to it, stews. Okay. Eddie and, and Amy are talking, and they're like, all she has is mood swings. One minute she's like, or no, Connie is like, also like, one minute she's like, oh, I can't talk. And three seconds later, she's like, bah, 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 bah. and they can't deal with that. Eddie says she she was a bitch in the galley to everyone when she was cooking and that her plating sucks and he regrets hooking up with her and eddie wants to because of her plating no because she's crazy and Mm. eddie wants to distance himself from her and amy said she was thrown by rocky can't really deal with the bullshit doesn't know how to approach her in any way because she's so like emotionally all over the place all right nick it's your favorite time boat facts no they're meeting in the galley no, they're meeting with Captain Lee <laughs> okay. for the tip tip time. Captain tip Lee time. says it it was a, a shit show, uh, but the guests loved it. They had a great time, and they get uh, how much do they get? Seventeen thousand five hundred dollar tip. 
Cha-ching. Uh, yeah, which is a good good amount. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Eddie says Rocky should have begged for her tip. And Captain Lee says there's a new chef coming. There's a new chef in town. Um, I bet it's Ben. <laughs> you don't say. Rocky's upset that she doesn't get asked to be a chef. But step up to be the chef. She's delusional. <laughs> and she says, she literally says she thinks Leon would have been proud of her food. Yeah, Leon would have been asleep. No, Leon would have been like, do not put grenadine in the oysters. Leon would have eaten her face and gone to sleep by seven. Mm-hmm. And then Rocky's like, well, I'm glad the new chef won't know anyone. So it will be like a fresh new start. Uh-oh. <laughs> Rude awakening coming. Yeah, so Chef Ben is here. Ah! Yay. Ben I'm has the so... world's number one energy. The second he walks <sighs> on that boat, it is like the the cloud has been lifted. It was amazing. I texted you. I said, I'm so happy Ben is here. Like It's like I'm there. It's like I'm so happy. His vibes are so good. I missed his laugh. <sighs> ben, I missed you, bro. Yeah. I he's missed fucking you, great. baby, bro. And I miss doing my voices, baby. Baby, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. So Chef Ben says Emil is pretty. Um, mm. He says, a pretty boy. He says he's trying to make a good impression for Captain Lee by dressing up. And Captain Lee laughs. Oh, it's always good to see Captain Lee laughing because he's so happy to see Ben. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, Captain Lee and Eddie and Ben have a meeting. And Captain says he's already feeling better because of Ben's energy. Ben asks what happened to the uh, other chef. And Captain Lee says Leon was stubborn and couldn't communicate with Kate. Ben says he uh, he has saved a few charters like this. Then he says, I think Kate needs some release. And then Captain Lee and Eddie laugh. <laughs> oh yes fuck my first stew that's the captain's favorite joke mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like oh ben it's so great to have you back <laughs> <laughs> yes fuck my women um so kate long kate and ben don't always get along but now they're cool they had a few romantic flings and had sex kate is so happy he's back they're best friends, but they can't date because they're way too similar to each other. Mm. Connie meets Ben, and she says she's heard a lot about him from Kate. Um, apparently, she told Connie that he's a lot of fun and good in bed. The rumors are true. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, duh. He's a fucking cool dude. How long do you think, or how big do you think Ben's dick is, Nick? Um, It's probably pretty modest. I would say it's about uh, six inches. Ooh la la. Okay. Um, but wait, hard or soft? Uh, all dick sizes are hard. <laughs> Ooh la la. Okay. When uh, I, sometimes when I'm not hard, my my penis goes into my body. I'm not I'm not judging anybody that's on pretty their tight. penis size. Yeah. That's pretty tight. Yeah. Thank you. It's like a alien. It's like let me go back inside. I'll come out when needed. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that is it. <laughs> All right. Amy's excited to see Ben. Ben meets Rocky. Uh, she's being really sweet. Kate doesn't care that she's not in the same room as Ben. Eddie texts girlfriend that he misses her. Kate and Ben haven't seen each other in three months, but have been chatting on Facebook. Emil's being weird about Ben. Emil and 
Rocky are talking in the mess hall and they're like, oh, he seems fine, but he seems really cocky. And Eddie's like, um, Leon was really cocky too. And Rocky and Emil get annoyed and they're like, oh, don't talk poorly about Leon. He's our best friend. Idiots. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> Why do you find it disgusting? Because he can't be your best friend. Because he's not capable of long-term relationships. That's true. Short-term only. Eddie says he's more and more turned off by Rocky as the minutes go by. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you're a shitty guy who fucks someone and doesn't care about them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kate is giving the lowdown to Ben. Ben's like, Kate's not afraid of having enemies at work. Don't we know it? She says Connie is the best. Rocky went to culinary school. And uh, yeah, that's like kind of where the episode ends with Ben and Kate kind of flirting again. Well, this is a long ass episode. It was. Boat Are you facts? Ready? Yeah. Boat Wait, facts? hold on, hold on. All right. Boat facts with uh, Nikki, Nikki Nicks. Nikki yeah, T. It's Nikki T. Yeah. Okay. Boat facts with Nikki T. Hi. Um, Reed Stowe. He was at sea for the longest nonstop ocean voyage in recorded history. Uh-huh. How many days was Reed Stowe at sea without docking? Purposefully? Yes. Or was he, like, shipwrecked? No, he was not shipwrecked. I mean, he was not on land. He was on a boat. The longest time anyone's ever just been on a boat. Hmm. Three months. Um, 1,152 days. That is over three years. Jesus. He had fuel? Well, it's a sailboat. You don't really need fuel. Oh. He wasn't, um, it wasn't, he wasn't, wasn't on a, like a speedboat. Yeah, but sailboats also have engines. Um, I don't know anything about what you're talking about. All I know is the facts of okay. this. Um, so then a decade after his uh, voyage, okay. he started, um, well, I don't know if he started a decade later, but a decade later, he put on his first art show. He had been making giant abstract paintings, most of them using the weather-beaten sails that carried his schooner across the globe. And then he was uh, he put up a, an art exhibit in Chelsea. All this time later, I'm still trying to tell the world the story of what I went through, said Mr. Stowe. I've departed the touch of the earth longer than anyone else. All my paintings carry the vibration and significance of that journey. What he went through is such a weird thing to say that like it was done to him versus him doing it to himself. Yes, it does seem a little like I did this and I'm, I don't think I got enough credit for it. So I'm going to yeah. pretend I'm doing this just so people will know what I did. Nobody cares. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, that's my vote fact. That's interesting. Yeah. Well. That was from a New York Times article. Oh, a profile, anyway. if you will. Yes. Ooh la la. All right. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. Actually. I do want to read a review where someone gave us some information. Oh, good, good, uh, good, good. This is a five-star yeah. review on Apple Podcasts? Yeah, it is. And someone oh, gave good. us some info about, what was that 
it was this no it was last season it was last season the episode where timothy sykes comes um oh yeah this person wrote hi nick stocks billionaire yes the penny stocks billionaire five stars hi nick by blt no mayo um, I'm putting this in a five-star review so that you will read it. Tim Sykes and Bianca Alexa are, are definitely not really married. I found her Instagram and she's deleted all photos of him and appears to have a different serious boyfriend. Also, on Tim's Instagram, he is currently advising people on how to profit from the coronavirus in case you wanted more evidence that he's a monster. Wow. BLT No Mayo, thank you for that information. We were really fucking curious if they were still together. You know what's interesting is that my brother sometimes uses BLT as his name on stuff. Oh. Hmm. This does not sound like something he would say, though. But huh. I am curious. I'm going to have to confront him. Yeah, yeah. You should confront him as if well, he's done no, something that, wrong. That, <laughs> that, that, that tracks. That yeah. completely tracks about this horrible monster. Okay, yeah. He's like, hey, here's how to sell stocks in the time of coronavirus. Okay, well, thanks for everyone for listening. Thank you to the five-star review giving us some information. You can follow us at DeckheadsPod on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at DeckheadsPod at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review. We could really need it. I'm out here begging for five-star stars while Nick doesn't. Uh, I'm at Anahosni on Twitter. Are you kidding me? I, I do not allow people to talk to me in on any platform other than five-star Apple podcast reviews. You know that. You've That's always true. known That's that. True. Everybody knows that. That's true. You're doing the Lord's work, Nick. If, he, if I get a text from someone, my only text back is, have you given my podcast decades a five-star review on Apple podcast? You say, tell me in a... Tell me in a yeah. A five star. You want to hang out? You want to? Yeah. You want to? You want to do a, a double Skype date? Well, you gotta you gotta ask me in a five star review. Oh, love it, love it. Okay. All right. Bye, y'all. Deckheads is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. 
freeze americano. Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.